to the bloody podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Gunner Chat. Today we have a double header, which means we'll be discussing both the Europa League away game versus Benfica in Rome and the home fixture in the league versus Manchester City. So we'll start off with the Benfica game. Jamie, what did you make of it? Well, considering it was the first time we played back-to-back teams since 2018, you could tell those players were bloody tired. Mm. Um, I've just... I just didn't see any real push from them either. You could tell they, I think they just didn't think Benfica was that much of a challenge. So they, they walked through the game most of the time. That chance that um, Uber, uh, Bang Yang had on the 18th minute, how the hell did he miss that? <laughs> how the hell did he miss that? Well, the two after. Yeah, we can come on to our Bang Yang. I thought, I thought the lineup was interesting. Um, starting that off because it was it was unchanged, wasn't it, from the yeah. the Leeds fixture? Completely unchanged. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting that. No, no. I mean, we we did dominate the game, but again, we conceded a silly penalty. You know, unfortunate for Emil Smith Rowe that you can't have your hands up there when you're defending in the box. You need to have your hands down by your side because they're given every time yeah once we give away a goal we're chasing the game again yeah I think uh, you know it's not a uh, it's not an awful sort of situation but it it is a pen it it is unfortunate for Smith Rowe but I think you know if that happens up the other end and it's not given you'd you'd be frustrated wouldn't you um yeah We, we we bounced back well with the goal I thought I thought overall um, we looked the better team and looked to have some sort of element of control over the game. Um, but just too many missed chances, wasn't it? And too many offsides. How yeah. many offsides was it? Uh, so we had seven half-time offsides and then 10 by the end of the game was the most of any com- any team in the competition since November 2013. Oh, look at you, Statmaster. Mr. Stats. <laughs> it's one of them that you notice as well. That it was Every other play, we were offside. And it was like, oh, someone, you know, does Arteta want to teach them the rule again at half time? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we just didn't take the chances. Aubameyang, you know, ha- a hat trick on the weekend and then missing a hat trick of chances. Okay, wait, wait. I need to skip this because I hate when commentary talk about this. You cannot score a hat trick if you've missed your first chance. Time does not work like this. You would start a divergent <laughs> timeline. I really hate when commentary says he should have scored a hat trick by now. No, he he missed have. a hat trick of chances. But I you wouldn't... Say he should have had a hat trick. No. I said he missed three chances. Yes, but he wouldn't have had the second chance if the first chance had gone in. Different timeline. I hate that fucking statement. But carry on, George. Well, I think. Yeah, but then by that same token, I think if you score that first one, you're more likely to score any you know chances that follow from a confidence perspective mm-hmm. there would exactly. be there would be different chances but i think you'd yeah you'd have a better chance of scoring them um yeah i mean that that first one was it, it was was it bellerin the ball in came from and 
Yeah, which great build-up play as well. Um, yeah, I think it was a long ball. Saka and was it a long ball? Oh, I, I can't even remember now. Uh, it's nearly a week I think ago. it's. I think it started from Sabios. It was a sort of lofted ball through, wasn't it? Um, I think that's how the move started. And um, yeah, I mean, when it when it comes to Albert, it's one of those where he gets his foot on it, and you think goal. You know, you're just like, you're, you're celebrating already internally, aren't you? I think he yeah. had. That was the problem. I think he did already full. I've scored this. But it wasn't even close, really, no. was it? It was, no, it was sort of comfortably wide. wide. Yeah. That just can't really happen at this level. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he had the one later on, which he, he put just wide, didn't he? Where he went mm. for the, the wide post from the right side. That wasn't as bad because that was still a decent strike I, I do think you've got to get that on target but that's sort of not unforgivable um but then the last one he just um just took too many touches didn't he you're thinking right he's going to bang this with his left foot yeah um, and instead he tries to cut back and i think as a spectator as soon as you see someone cutting back like that you're thinking uh <laughs> defenders back in position you know now he's got a beaten man it's it's much much harder isn't it yeah, and we've seen Alba, you know, cut in and beat the man, but the angle he was, he was going to have to take multiple touches if he wanted to get a shot away on the right foot. Should have smashed it with the left. It's just a lack of conviction, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, like you said, it comes from the lack of confidence when you miss an absolute howler like that. Mm. You kind mm. of, the, you spend the rest of the game thinking, oh God, I'm I'm not even going to get another chance like that and the pressure is on to take anything else that you have and I think this will be doubly painful for him because ultimately it was his horrendous miss that got us knocked out of the Europa League last year wasn't it against Mm -hmm. Olympiacos obviously you know their goal came late on from the you know the Leno uh, pass out error um, but he missed, it was it was pretty much exactly the same chance, wasn't it? Where it was close range and you're thinking, yeah. oh my God, he scored and it goes wide and you think, wait, what? Did he miss? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was painful. And it would just be a shame if come Thursday it's, yeah. well. Do you if, think that was in his mind? I don't, I think the way a game works so uh, comes so fast, I don't think he could have in that space of time thought back to it you know nearly a year ago mm. to and then force himself to miss um it was it's just been a lack of confidence throughout the entire season um he was just caught sleeping just, i just think yeah. i just think he was tired i think arteta went with the wrong game plan from the get-go playing the exact same starting 11 as the last game mm. after the travel as well after what three days uh four, four days yeah, four yeah four days and just expecting them to do the same performance against Leeds. And that is just sometimes not possible. He should have played a completely different start in 11 and then had the, well, not completely different, but a, a different start in 11. Um, and then brought on those players to change the game if needed. I was very surprised to see no changes at all. Um, that just didn't seem like good squad management. And that's where you end up with injuries. There's so many fixtures at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we're playing, you know, three times every seven days at the moment. You you can't play the exact same team two times in a row. And that meant that there were, you know, a crap load of changes for 
the City game, which we'll come on to in a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, overall, it's it's an okay result. We've still got the away goal, which is something um, which we'll take into our <laughs> our home fixture in Greece. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it does feel like having on. Yeah, because if they yeah. concede a goal, it goes to extra time, and they essentially get an extra thirty minutes to knock us out with another away goal. Yeah, before and- it goes to a penalty shootout, and you'd think in a penalty shootout, c- given you know the comparison of keepers, we would go into a penalty shootout the the favourites. But the press, we need to finish this on Thursday. Like I don't want to see this go to extra time at all. Yeah, I think it's now a really big game on Thursday. It was always going to be of you know some importance, but just because it's so in the balance, it, it now is a big fixture. I think um, I think we've got a good chance um, ba- based off how Thursday went. Saka was electric as ever, pretty much around the game, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Um, is there anything else we want to say on that? No, that just. We move on to the preview later and then... Yeah, sure. Okay, so we'll come on to the City game, which happened yesterday. Um, and we'll start off by talking about the rotation, which we just mentioned, obviously, with, with no changes on Thursday. This meant a heavily changed team on Sunday. Let's try and unpack that. What did you make of the starting lineup? It was expected. Um, if we went into that game thinking we're going to pull off a surprise win you're kidding yourselves City are on their way to set a world record for you know a win streak you know that was 18 so I think the priority in Arteta's mind is again the Europa League Um, so he's rested Partey well Partey's out injured isn't he he was on the bench um, oh, is he on the bench? Oh, no, no, he wasn't. Sorry, no. Oh, no, he, he's fit, but he wasn't he, on the he's, bench. He's in training, but he wasn't. Yeah, he's available. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, was it five changes? I think he yeah. made or five changes. Six? Five changes. Mm. I thought that was a lot. I think, yeah, I, I, I can't even tell you when, when Mari last started. I, I would guess early January. Um, to, yeah, to change three of the back four and then El Nenny as well, that means four of the back six. I think that was, I don't know, it almost just sounded uh, representative of a man who didn't really feel like this game was a priority. Um, it wasn't in my eyes. Yeah, I don't know. You can say that though, but going into the game, we were six points away from top six. Yeah. Yeah. They scored the goal and then they they put themselves into neutral. They really did. They did not try to beat us. They, they'd already beaten us. They, mentally, they'd already beaten us and we could have done so much better. I, I, thought- I, I know we can say, oh, only 1-0 to Man City. They're the best team in the country at the moment. Bravo to us. But no, not when they're not going at us. We could have actually made some sort of effort. Yeah, I thought I thought the lineup was was pretty negative the first sort of i mean the first 10 15 minutes was was not looking good was it i think in the the first five minutes we had 10 touches of the ball um 
obviously Sterling missed a chance very early on. I think in the first minute, that was the warning. And then I think it was what, 70, 75th second, something like that. Sterling gets a goal. Let's let's walk through the goal. George, what did you make of that? Caught napping. Yeah. I think it's sometimes we think it's so early in the game, they're not going to score. And I don't know what Holding was doing. He was just floating around in no man's land, like you like you like to say, Johnny. Um, <laughs> he, he just did not have a man. Um, and for, you know, Sterling, he's not a tall bloke either. So to no. win a header in our box, it's, it's quite embarrassing, really. Yeah, I mean, I saw the, the BBC coverage and it says... Um... Sterling has somehow managed to out jump his defenders. And I was like, well, I mean, is it is it amazing if you out jump someone who hasn't jumped? <laughs> you know? Because yeah. Holding did not jump. He was he was asleep. Mm-hmm. He, he looked like he'd gone to get a drink and he was just walking back on the pitch. Bellerin's behind him. I, I don't I don't know if you can blame Bellerin as much because he, you know, he's the right back and it wasn't quite his man. Um but when you look at it, there were four players around Sterling. And that, for me, is indicative of a defence that, you know, was changed by 75%. Three players different, not organised. No one's got him. And Sterling should not be scoring that header. He shouldn't even be getting that header. No, it's a good, it's a good header, sure. It's a great ball from Mars. It is a great ball. I need to give him, give him credit for that. But holding, napping, and I, I thought Tierney could have maybe done a little bit, a little bit more as well. I think he was maybe a little bit intimidated by Myers at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a frustrating goal to, to give away. Um, we did well not to, not to concede after that. There was a lot of pressure. I did also feel like City did look a bit like a team without a centre forward, you know, because they did have good chances in that game. And they weren't really taken with a lot of conviction, were they? Um, they only had three shots on target out of 15 shots. So Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Gundogan got in a couple of good positions and sort of fluffed them. De Bruyne had a few shots. Can- Cancelo, Cancelo missed that. He had that great little move late on. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was, I thought that was in, to be honest. Um, he somehow pinged it wide. But, you know, we stayed in the game. We didn't concede again, which is important. Um, sort of grew into midfield. Um, but it just wasn't, you know, the commentators were describing it, describing Arsenal's being competitive in midfield, which I think is a good way of looking at it. But it just sort of, whenever we got into the final third, it was it was too slow. There was no conviction with the balls. It just, it didn't really look like a goal was coming, really, did it? I think... Uh, um... If you look back on the Benfica game, the, we were offside so many times. I think we were scared to try and play a through ball. If you look at uh, Odegaard, I said that wrong so badly, didn't I? Odegaard. Yeah. Thank you. He just didn't seem to want to play one through ball. Yeah, I thought there were mm, there were too many players for Arsenal that just did not turn up. Um, Pe- Pepe was useless. Uh, Odegaard was useless. I thought Nenny did okay defensively, but his passing was really poor. Um, even just in midfield, the simple little balls lost it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything came from, I mean, to be honest, absolutely everything came from Saka and Tierney, didn't it? Um, yeah. 
I'm struggling to think of anything that even resembled a good move that didn't have either or both of them involved. Well, our uh, only shot on target was from Saka. Yeah, and, and even Tierney, to be honest, Tierney looked like a man who hadn't played football for a little while, didn't he? His, his crosses weren't what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he was one of our better players, though. And Oh, yeah. definitely. I, I'm, he, not, I'm not worried about his form. I'm very certain he'll be you know, back to it in a couple of games. But his crosses yeah. weren't good. They weren't good yesterday. Tierney um, was more about kind of like dusting off the cobwebs. You know, he hasn't yeah. played for three or four matches. But he got forward well and he did exploit, yeah. he did exploit, you know, can, is it Cancelo or Can, Cancelo? Yeah. Can, Cancelo. Is it Cancelo? If it, yeah. If it was Italian, it would be Cancelo, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, he he got in the right positions. He caused them trouble, but the the final got, balls weren't there. I also I, get a shot away as well. I also felt shot. like he didn't always have the options in the box either. Um, yeah, just sort of didn't have enough players to aim at. Um, yeah, Tierney had that rocket, which was well saved. Um, Saka, Saka had a chance in the first half. So did Pepe. Um, that was kind of it, though, in terms of shots, wasn't it? Yeah, seven sh- shots in total, one on target. Yeah. Only one um, offside, though, so we did a lot better in that aspect. Oh, great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no offside obviously indicates no intention to get forward. I said yeah. this like four games ago and got mocked for it. So now offsides mean there is intention. Come on, you guys. I don't record this at all. <laughs> we just want to find that sweet balance. It's either offside all the time or never offside. You just want purpose. Mm. Do and you think... Communication as well and being able to kind of time your runs perfectly. Like know, know the player that you know, you're working with because... Is someone going to take that extra touch, run at their man? If that if that's the case, then time your run a bit better. Because I we saw it at Benfica like too many times we were making the run too soon, mm-hmm. and obviously here we well I mean we just didn't play with any at- attacking intent in my eyes. Yeah, I think there's a few individuals to discuss. Um, I mean. Erdegaard was discussed a lot on Thursday and I think he'll be discussed even more after yesterday. What do you make of him? How is he settling in? I don't think he's quite settled yet. Yeah. I think we'll, we will see a good run of form from him, I think. Um, but I think it's Arteta's got to find the system in which he can best implement Emil Smith-Rowe and Erdegaard into the team. Mm-hmm because I don't think we're going to do that well if we're playing one or the other. And, you know, Smith-Rowe, we've seen Arteta try him out on the left. We know Erdegaard can play out on the right. Mm. But But then you're taking Saka out of that position. I think that's where Saka plays his best football for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think of any of those players that Erdegaard is the first on the team sheet. I think he's the last on the team sheet out of those. I think Saka, and that, that's how great teams are built. You build your team around the best players in their position. You don't take your best players and think, right, we'll move them into their second favourite position so we can get someone who's not quite as good in. You know, Saka's best on the right. He needs to be on the right. Smith Rowe smashes it in the middle. Um, actually, well, Pepe's not a left winger, but he, he seems to have 
played his best football there recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Martinelli as another option. But I, I think it's concerning to see Smith Rowe since um, Erdegaard came in. He's not getting any shots in that central attacking midfield role, is he? No. But it's, again, it's like I say, you've got to try and find that balance. Um, I think we can see as Mill Smith is clearly more comfortable in the middle of the park. Um, we can't stunt his development to give more and more and more chances to someone who is essentially not our player. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know if he's going to stay yeah. permanently. Um, you know, he could have a... Erdegaard could come good, have a blinding season, and Madrid won him back. Like, no chance of negotiation. And then that's yeah. a good three, four months of Emil Smith-Rowe that hasn't been playing in his favoured position. Yeah, I think so, I'd rather see Smith-Rowe, like you say, in his favoured position. Um, and then, you know, if we're managing his game time so that he's not playing too often and, and not burning out, which is which is fine, that's great. Then he can rotate with Erdegaard. And on the left, we can have Pepe, Martinelli, and maybe even Alba if Laka's playing up front. That sounds, you know, that sounds pretty good to me. Um, it's all, all about smart rotation, and I don't think Arteta knows what the best team is that he's got at the moment. I think he's still thinking about his next team and what he can bring into what he can do in the transfer market instead of what he has at the moment. Yeah, and if you think of the last three games, Erdogan's actually started all three of them, isn't he? Yeah. In that same role. Um, there, were, there were questions on Thursday as to whether he got the ball enough when he got into space, which are sort of up for debate. But yeah, I think his sort of creative vision was very poor yesterday. I think that was maybe one of his, his worst performances so far. Um, what did we make of Alba yesterday? Was he there? I think he's still tired. I think he's still tired. I've... He's a confidence player. He should have been flying after the Leeds game. I think he's just a bit tired. Don't forget, before the Leeds game, he'd done, what, two training sessions? Mm. He it's, is... it's a tough one, though, because you we can't just keep cutting them a break and stuff like that. You know, like these are elite athletes, mm-hmm. and you can't really keep saying, oh, he's tired, he's tired. You do this for a living, mate. Yeah, but at the same time, we have a squad that we can rotate. There's a thing that women have depth. And I don't think he's tired because Arteta would have rested him if he's tired. He's our captain. He he is, to be honest, I I love Alba and what he's done for the club, but he's not a captain figure. That, I think, is something that needs to be sorted out. Well, who's the captain then? Did you give it back to Jacker? Um, honestly, considering he seems to start every game and it's Partey, you know, Partey Xhaka or Xhaka Sabayas or Xhaka El Nene, I probably would give it back to Xhaka and have Bella and Tierney as backups. I think everyone could see that Tierney is a future captain at Arsenal if he stays. It's just a bit too soon. And, uh, yeah, it's just a bit yeah. too soon right now. You know, he's only been here this in his second season and he's, he's yeah. spent a lot of it injured. Um, but I'm we can't keep making excuses for Aubameyang. Um, no. He's just had a huge contract which keeps him at the club till, what, 2024? Mm-hmm. Uh, three, I think. Twenty. Oh yeah, sorry, twenty-three. 
And he's what scored seven goals since. Yeah, eight. I think but he's eight in the league now. Is it down to that, or is it down to the fact that for some reason Lacazette can't get into that team? Hmm. I don't think he's really convinced on either of them, is he? As are as are we. Um, yeah, it's just I, I just thought Stones dealt with him so easily. I thought he he bullied him. Um, you know, he did sort of rough him up a few times, a few shoulder barges that maybe should have been free kicks, but mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. just he just couldn't really handle it, could he? And you know, he did try and run at the defenders a few times, but it just just didn't really look like he was able to beat him. It didn't look like like they were actually under threat, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's an issue. I think there's we we all thought after Leeds that he'd, he'd go on and. You know, that was it. He's back to it. But it's been pretty underwhelming since, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else shall we talk about? I thought, I thought actually, aside from that mistake at the start, I thought holding was actually really good. What, what did you make of his performance? Yeah, he definitely got back into the game and controlled that back four really well. It's just a shame he was caught sleeping and he went off. Did he go off for the concussion rule? Concussion, yeah. yeah. But first time we got to see the yeah. concussion rule with the yeah. uh, the, green, the green card. I yeah. literally. Did you see all the confusion on the sidelines? Yeah, because they didn't know what it was. And they're like, "What yeah. the hell is this?" Because doesn't that that meant that City were then given allowed, allowed to have one sub, but City don't use their free subs. So they're not going to use a full. They, they no. don't need to. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I thought, I thought did, but I, he did a few little dribbles, didn't he? Coming out of defense. Um, Holdinho. Yeah, it's Holdinho, Rob. <laughs> he Holdinho, looks so confident, Holdinho. doesn't he? Every time he plays out, he just does a few step overs. No worries. <laughs> See you um, later, son. Yeah, I, th- I think he's. I- I've always been a fan of his. I really do think he's got the makings of a top class defender. Um, I think he handled, you know, people like De Bruyne and and Gundogan pretty well. Even. Um, Jesus, when they were, you know, both on the pitch for a little while, thought he did a good job. Um, would you see him as a starter? Who, who would you have as your sort of ideal centre back partnership? Oh, I think Probably it's difficult at the moment. Gabriel Holding. Yeah, I mean, it's not Louise, is it? No, no. I mean, there's talk of another contract, isn't there? But <laughs> in the capacity of a maybe a player coach role, because they want to retain his influence. But not giving them all the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we need to wait until more details come out. But obviously, he's a player that's on well over 100k a week. Mm-hmm. Is he? Yeah, I'm Jeez. pretty sure it's what, 120, 130? I'm just saying the Chelsea retirement home at Arsenal is very lucrative. <laughs> yeah, honestly, William has had a wonderful it? stay with us. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. We actually um, aren't going to slag him off for once because he didn't get on the pitch. So well done, William. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. his impact was the same then. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, I think I. I don't know. I think holding in Gabriel could be good. Um, I do like Mari. Maybe it'll be a slightly different. I mean, ro- rotating between those three could be good. That's quite a common, you know, theme for coaches, isn't it? Maybe, maybe you want Mari in if you've got a team that's a little bit more aerial and you know going to get more crosses in the box and 
more sort of headed opportunities and maybe you, you go for Gabriel if you've got because he is quick isn't he someone who's yeah he needs to have a bit more pace um but I think he's got I think he's got three good centre-backs there wouldn't you say yeah I, I think all three are quite strong um don't forget we've also got Snapchat lad coming back next season Oh, yeah. Snapchat it's a bit wild to let that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think he's going to be sat down for a social media course. Yeah, I think, I think most players need to nowadays. I think if you compare those three to a year ago when we were looking at a mixture of Mustafi, Louise, Socrates, it does feel a bit safer, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, and you feel like Mustafi. you've got players... <laughs> We've, um, you know, we've got players that can grow. Gabrielle's young. Holden's still relatively young. Mm-hmm. Mary, I think Mary's the oldest of those three at, what, 27, 28? I think he's 27, yeah. 27. But still, in terms of like a defender, that's not too old. You know, no. some of the best defenders can go well on into their 30s. Well, yeah. Yagi came was playing yesterday at 38. Yagi Jesus, I was doing so well. Do you think he's Spanish? Uh, Can you say Cancelo again, please, mate? Cancelo. Yeah, well, now you say it right. Jagielka's English, you mong. Okay, Jagielka. Fuck's sake, I said it wrong again. He's 38. That bloke is 38. So, again, as he's from Manchester, as George just said, good defenders can play into the late 30s. Filippo Jagielka. <laughs> but Jesus. what about, again, like the futures of, I keep bringing this up, but Callum Chambers, where does he fit in? He sits he, on the bench and that's as far as he goes. I actually don't think he was on the bench yesterday. No, I think he was on the bench for, was he on the bench for Europa? I wondered yesterday, because Chambers had that loan at Fulham, didn't he, where he really did well at CDM. I think he got their player of the season. He did. I wonder if he will be an option there instead of Elneny. Anyone but Elneny. Our play. I, okay, yeah. I think <laughs> I think we'd have more chance of giving that position to Ainsley over Chambers. I honestly really? think Chambers sold... But Mait- Maitland Niles has not had the best start of West Brom, has he? Oh, he's not played well at yeah. all. No. He's just playing. That's it. But he he's not playing, playing well. Yeah. yeah I don't, I, I che- your point of Chambers, if he fits in, you're talking about a team that almost got relegated. If you look at our two main players on loan at the moment in the Premiership, they're both going to get relegated. Well, yeah, I don't know if Newcastle are in the mix. Oh, they're, they're three points off the bottom now. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're definitely going to be relegated, though. Oh, I can see it happening. I, I, I see Fulham coming back now. Maybe, maybe. Mm. They've got some heart, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ch- Chambers is, I mean, he just hasn't played football for so long, has he? Um, he was injured for a while. But again, he, he is a talented defender. He, he has had good performances. But yeah, I mean... You know, Holding was in a similar position a year ago, though, wasn't he? He wasn't getting any game time. Um, he'd had a great run of, of games and then got injured for like a year. Um, Arteta didn't want him and he only played him because of numerous injuries and suspensions. 
Um, he almost went out on loan at the start of this season, didn't he? I think it was to Newcastle, or maybe even they were looking at yeah, buying it him. Yeah, been Newcastle, yeah. Um, and he and he was like, "No, I'm going to stay. I'm going to fight." And you know, he's done all right. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I don't know how many more centre backs we've got to sell now, apart from uh, Louise and uh, Mavropanos. <laughs> I forgot he was even yeah part yeah. of the team. Where's he on the loan at the moment? I think he might um, be in Germany. Stuttgart. I think it's Stuttgart. Yeah, yeah, that's a, um, yeah, he is at Stuttgart. I don't know if he's playing. I don't know if I care. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think um, obviously talking about all these players it brings us on to our next point, doesn't it? How are our loners, loanies? What would they be? Arsenal's loaned players. How are they doing? At their <laughs> respective clubs. We got there in the end, didn't we, George? Yeah. Um, I mean, Willock for his first game for Newcastle was brilliant, got a goal on his debut. And then I think Newcastle have, well, they dropped the ball in that game. Anyway. Oh no, did they win that game against Southampton? Yeah, I think so. They did. They did. And then they dropped the ball after that. Um, he gave away a penalty against um, Fernandez, but I mean, I think if I coughed in the stands when Fernandez ran past, he would go down for a penalty. Mm. Yeah, yeah, giving away a penalty to Penandez isn't really anything to um anything to <laughs> read too much into, let's be honest. But I think Willock has had a bright start. It's only been a few games. I think he's gelling into that team quite well. He's playing with a bit of confidence, which is mm-hmm. good to see. So you know, see see how he goes for the rest of the season. If they can keep if he can be a part of you know, the effort to keep them from relegation. I think he'll come back a, a strong player. I don't I don't know if he'll fit into our squad yet, but... Mm. He'll be back used as a couple squad player. I, I, I feel like if offers came in for Willock and Maitland-Niles from Newcastle and West Brom, I think they'd be pretty happy to listen to those. I'd agree, because I just... He's playing, uh, Maitland-Niles is playing in his favourite position at the moment and he just doesn't look like that strong of a player. No. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those, like, we've, I feel like we established that his best position was at right back. He just doesn't want to play there. No. Yeah. Like, no, I want to play in the central of midfield. I was like, yes, but you're no good at it. <laughs> to, to be fair, in the cup final and the semi-final against... Um, Man City last year he played left wing back and was quite strong yeah that's true he got an England call up based off his sort of games yeah. at the, I think it was the community shield wasn't it just after that yeah but yeah. as that's his favourite position is midfield and I just don't see it again if he does come strong maybe he can take the L on any spot as a rotating defensive mid- midfielder I just see him as someone that's good physically. He's quick and he's reasonably strong, but whenever he gets in the you know the opposition's half, the the quality of pass has generally been quite poor. I think. Um, I don't know if he's got that to his game, and I, th- I think it's problematic for him that Saka and Smith Rowe are three to four years younger and seemingly so far ahead of him in the team because um, he's he's twenty four this year, Maitland Niles. So I, th- I think, to be honest, unless he has a, an amazing few months at West Brom, I think, I think it might be sort of jury, jury's out for him. Um, Here, enjoy the championship next season. That's what I'm going to say. 
Um, makes you think. You know, should we have sold him in the summer? We had good offers coming in. Well, yeah. not offers, but interest. Um, no, yeah. we had we had a good offer and we turned it down. We turned down twenty million from Wolves. I mean, you'd yeah. snap an arm off for that right now. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I suppose those are the main two, aren't they, out on loan that we haven't? I mean, we've discussed Genduzi and Torreira. Um, Kalashinac, I think he's oh, got yeah. a strong future at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> what strong as in physically strong? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. When we get crowds back in, he'll be really good as a security guard. <laughs> oh dear! I'll leave now. But, yeah, <laughs> this was my last podcast, guys. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we've covered all of them. Just trying to think who else. Um, I mean, well, they're the main ones that I think we'd argue have any kind of debatable future at Arsenal. One know, like... that's not on loan that I still think has been underutilised is why Reese Nelson is playing for the under-23s. It's criminal. Yeah. And he is a big talent. It's, it is sad to see him yeah. playing against... If know, Nelson teenagers. is playing for the under twenty threes, William has got to be playing with the under nineteen. <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, we can actually put William in the under twenty threes. So there is a weird rule that we can actually play him in there. Maybe that yeah, would be the smart thing that you're playing at. <laughs> it's like in wrestling; you send wrestlers back to the performance center just so they can work on their character and their perform and how they perform. Just do that. Just send him to the under twenty threes. Get him like three games with the under-23s on a Friday night and be like, look, that's a goal. Put the ball into it. Yeah. But could you imagine that happens and he still can't score? Well, <laughs> apparently we played a five-a-side match after the Leeds win and he was one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper and put the ball five foot wide. Hmm. Yeah. How much well, are we paying him again? A lot. <laughs> a, a lot. Isn't he like the third highest at Arsenal or second? I think he's second highest. Yeah, yeah. under Alba. I think he got like 220 or something. Uh, we've got to oh. start making these these horrible... Chelsea. On paper, yeah. it it looked like a, a good good deal. We, did, we didn't pay a, a fee for him, he, you know, but it's just gone so wrong. If you could, if you could sign anyone this summer, who would you, who would you bring in? Oh, well, anyone, anyone that's so forgetting realistic well, budgets well, aside. Dr mean... How about a dream and then a realistic one? Okay, okay, that's fair. Okay, dream De Bruyne. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, real De Bruyne, Croydon De Bruyne. Oh, chef's kiss. <laughs> um, realistically, ah, oh, I don't know, maybe. Oh, who's the Real Madrid player that we were linked with? I mean, we went for... I'm Isco. not saying it. Yes, Isco. Mm. Realistically, Isco. But he's another one that's not really sort of doing it, isn't he? I think, I think yeah. Anyway, go on. George, who would you go for? Uh, I think the dream would obviously be a player like Mbappe. Um, and I think we're going to come on to that in a second. You know, the, the age he is and he is just the, the quality. I mean, I was watching him in the... Champions League, and you just forget how good a player he is. Yeah. Uh, realistically, hmm, I'm trying to like think of the areas I think we need to shore up the most. Realistically, who's playing really badly for Chelsea? 
<laughs> and he's over 30. Oh, not Marcus Alonso. <laughs> uh, uh, I think a realistic one, I'm going to go with Eduard. Um, again, yes. we got linked with him recently again. I think we were told we could sign him for 15 million. Mm. Honestly, I would chip in a fiver for that. Just get that crowdfunder <laughs> going. Yeah. Eduard, you know, I think it's clear that we need a new striker to take us forward. Lacazette is out of contract next season. Aubameyang is gone missing. Yeah. And Ketio, so, um, I like the kid, but he's just not... I don't think he's got what it takes to succeed at no, Arsenal. No, Balogun, we've no idea if he's coming or going. Martinelli is not getting a clear run of games. You know, the list goes on. So I think we need a figure like Eduard, who's kind of... He's smashed it in the, in the SPL. And he's still only, what, 23, 24? Yeah, he's quite young. I think we could get a good four or five-year contract out of him. Um, and yeah, a good, good few seasons. Yeah, I think, I think going for the super big names for big money approach is not working out massively. And it's in these times as well, it's, it's difficult to justify that kind of spend, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, there's, there's a few players in the Premier League that I love. Um, I think Calvert-Lewin is a beast. I think he he could work so well. Um, he's so strong. He's amazing in the air. His leaps are very sort of Ronaldo esque. Um, yeah. oh, I think I think he'd be so good. It's I mean, with the backing that Everton have, it's it's not going to happen. They they mm. they'd get you know they'd just say right and twenty mil, wouldn't they? Because re- replacing a striker like that is almost impossible. But I think he'd be lethal. Um, another dream one probably be Grealish, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Grealish could go out at the end of this season. I mean, I know he loves the club. and He's you know, too good. He's in. too exactly. good. He's too good. And at the end of the day, if you love the club, then come back in five years and retire there. I like but, what Wenger said about him the other day. He said he's he, he's mastered the art of playing fast and slow. And I thought, oh, that's that's well put, isn't it? Um, just whenever he gets the ball, it looks like he's going to do something. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we'll buy any more CDMs, but I'd, I'd love to see someone like Ward Prowse. To be fair, like his free oh, kicks yeah. and his delivery. Oh my! And imagine him with Partey. Oof. 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 <laughs> and he's a captain. So yeah, those are three English players. Actually, go yeah. take, I'll take any of them. Um, I think that I think Ward Prowse will be at a Liverpool or a United within. A year or two again it's like all these amazing players coming up and you know they can get on a good run of form but are they really going to win anything with Southampton with Aston Villa Everton um, yeah Everton you know I think Everton have obviously can I think they'll go on a good FA Cup journey or something but they're not going to challenge for the league in the coming years no the no. audacity of me saying this when yeah. we ain't challenging for the league in the coming seasons. <laughs> Maybe in 10 years. <laughs> but we can win an FA Cup every now and again. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see something go happen at right back as well. I, I just, I, I don't think, I was looking at Bellerin yesterday and, uh, you know, just the way we see Saka taking people on and going past players. You used to see that from Bellerin. And now I see a player who's very safe and 
doesn't really take people on anymore. You know, his his balls in and around the box are okay at best. I think he does fine, but I think, you know, how he was, I mean, I, I think it was 15, 16, he was in the, the team of the season, wasn't he, in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I don't think he's as good as he was then, personally. Um, he's a one in five player. He'd play one good game in five. Yeah, and he has the the most yellow cards in the Premier League now. Did you know yeah. that? Eight, yeah, eight eight yellow cards. So two more yellow cards, and he'd be suspended. So yay, <laughs> more more space. Oh wait, that's the Spurs game. Yeah, he can't be uh, can't be messing up any more throw-ins, can he? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie, you had a question, didn't you? Yeah. So, uh, Mister Arsenal as usual, Mister I need to stay relevant. Um, popped up <laughs> the other day and said that Arsenal almost signed Mbappe. So I was thinking, um, what player did Arsenal almost sign um, was your favourite and would have made a massive difference to the team, in your opinion? Well, you you, you remember the story where he he was talking to Fabregas and Messi at the same time, and obviously Fabregas joined and Messi didn't. But there's there was always that story, wasn't there, where it was something like um Arsene would have to pay for Messi's family to come as well, but he didn't want to pay for the family. He only wanted to pay for him. <laughs> he's he's obviously said that that's not true, but it sort of sounds believable, doesn't it? No, it does. No in Wenger. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, obviously having someone like Messi would have been unbelievable, but you know, according to Wenger, he's spoken to basically every talent ever, isn't he? You know, Ronaldo was close, apparently. Ibrahimovic was close. Ibrahimovic was here. He put on his shirt. Wenger didn't want to talk to him. You can actually find photos of him with his Arsenal shirt in the changing room. Wenger didn't want to talk to him, so he left. Mm. So very Slatan. Yeah, I, I think it'd have to be messy, really. I mean, can't can't look past him, can you? George, what about you? Um, I think I would have gone Ronaldo. I mean, you know, we've we heard the rumours there at how he nearly took him and he went to um, not Madrid, um, United instead. I think of the two, I have favoured Ronaldo over Messi. So I think for that on that basis, I am going to go Ronaldo. And Actually, we, we saw how good he did in the Premier League with United. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing. It's not just how much it would have added to Arsenal, but what it would have taken away from United as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a fair call. Well, how many titles did Ronaldo win with them? Is it two or three? Too many. Too many. Too, too many. <laughs> <laughs> more than more than I can accept. Jamie, what, what are you saying? Well, it's funny because um, before we started recording, George mentioned what the players would have been like. So you've both gone for two players that we went that we tried to sign before they were the players they are. So um, they might not have become the players they are now if they would have joined Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with a player that was actually established. And then for me, it's got to be um, Xavi Alonso. Mm. We put in an offer for him for 15 million. Liverpool wanted 18 million. We refused to do the extra 3 million. Hmm. And for me, it's the same with Luis Suarez and the one pound. These are players that were established. They knew what they were doing in the Premier League and they would have brought so much to our team. So it's got to be Xavi Alonso because we were missing that uh, midfield linchpin back then. Well, the the Suarez one is actually different because as much as Arsenal got hounded for that, um, if, if you look into it, 
they did actually meet the release clause with that with that offer. Mm-hmm. So as much as Arsenal got crucified, it was actually smart. And um, is it John Kelly, the Liverpool owner? Is it Kelly? I can't remember his name. Uh, Henry, isn't it? Is it Henry? I, I can't remember. But he actually said a few years later, he said, I'm not, I don't know if I should say this, but he said um, that did, he's, I, I can't remember exactly how I put it, but he said something like they did meet the the clause, but what we found is that these clauses don't actually really hold up. So basically the, 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 the clause was met and they just ignored it. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was, Arsenal... it, it was pure cheek from us. It was banter era, the beginning of the banter era, in my opinion. Uh, we met the clause one pound extra. That's funny. It's just, I think Liverpool just did not find the funny side of it. <laughs> well, they just, they just ignored it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anyway, I mean, he was absolutely killing it at that point, wasn't he? I saw that stat yesterday where it was saying about him. I think he had the, he, uh, at this point in the, the season, like 24, 25 games, he had the most goals in history and he'd done it without any penalties, um, which is really saying something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What player he was. I think there was also something with him about the image, though, wasn't there with, you know, him sort of fucking biting people and shit, you know? <laughs> I mean, at the moment, a bang yang is la- lacking a bit of bite. <laughs> yeah. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is my last podcast with these sort of jokes. But it's funny <laughs> when I was when I was doing the research for this uh, question, um, one of the players that came out was from 2013 when a certain player was close to joining Spurs but went to Chelsea instead, and we almost signed him. His name was William. Mm. Well, he w- you would have had him then, though, wouldn't you? He was he was. Killed. I mean, we've got we've got him now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Europa next Thursday night, home leg in Greece. What are our what are our previews and predictions? First off, why is this not in Poland? It's closer. Yeah, our home leg is further away than our away leg. We are further from home at home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I- I've got confidence that we'll win it, but it makes me even less confident about Leicester on Sunday. Um, I don't know if Leicester are away on Thursday. Do, do we know? We it's, uh, oh, I don't know. I know Spurs are playing on Wednesday at home at four o'clock in the afternoon. What seems a bit unfair. Yeah. So Leicester are at home on Thursday. And I, th- I think this is important because they are traveling, what, 10 minute drive we're getting a flight to Athens, which is, I mean, door to door. How long is that going to take? Like six hours, something like that. Um, they usually fly back the same night. So they're going to get in, what, like three, four, five a.m. Friday morning and then play a game, you know, two and a half days later. Um, yeah, at there was, home. There was a statistic, uh, well, away, we're going to, to Leicester oh, yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I mean. They're playing at home on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And this is important because there was um, there was a comment on Sky Sports yesterday that said Arsenal have lost after playing a Europa League game on Thursday. They've lost five out of six games on Sunday. So wow. that is a definite trend. I mean, I, w- I was going to make the point that before I saw Leicester were at home this weekend about, well, Leicester are playing Thursday too. But, you know, the fact that they're playing at home, I think kind of negates that because we're doing... A crazy, we, you know, in in what like ten days we will have gone to Rome, Manchester, Athens, Leicester. 
that's like that's mental so yeah i mean we're burning but, out yeah it's it's too many games it's too much traveling and I'm surprised we haven't had more inj- injuries to be honest don't curse it why would you say that this is arsenal football club we're already cursed <laughs> um, so much if we get any injuries on thursday well, yeah, we've got to keep Partey and Tierney fit now, haven't we? We, mm-hmm. we know that they're partial to a cheeky injury or two. Um, okay, George, what are your predictions for Thursday? I think we'll, we need to come out swinging for this one. So Who would I'm you gonna, start? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a 2-0 win in there. I think we'll put the game to bed. Um, yeah. I think... Would we'll you start see. Lacazette? Yeah, I think Alba on the left, Laka up front, Saka on the right. And Smith Rowe in the middle. Yeah, Smith Rowe in the middle. Okay. Uh, Jamie? I think 2-1. Um, my main worry, bringing back to the point you just made and the point George made earlier, is if we take this to extra time and then we've got a game on Sunday as well, we yeah. have got absolutely no chance on Sunday if this game goes to extra time and penalties. So we need to literally be on the front foot from the start. We need to get a Sterling-esque header in the 75th second of the game um, just to really unrattle Benfica. Uh, I agree we need to change the team up a bit. Maybe not even start a banging. Maybe have him come on as an impact player from the bench. Give him a 60-minute rest. You've got to learn how to pronounce his name, man. Bang-yang. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Al-bam-yang. Okay. It's Al-bam, not Al-bang. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Uber. <laughs> Alba P. fuck's sake P I'm just going to call him P from now on <laughs> P P yeah it is um, P-E-A P yeah Provo. Um yeah no I, I think we'll win it I do think we'll concede so I think we'll need more than one goal I, I think Laka should start because he hasn't been playing um, and he's he's had an alright month or so um, I think Pepe will start and I think Smith will start. I think I think Erdegaard should be dropped. Um and I think we'll take it. Um I don't I don't feel super confident about Sunday though, because we're playing, you know, probably the second best team now on form, I think you'd have to say. Um yeah. that that for me they're a better team than United, Chelsea and obviously Liverpool at the moment. Well, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree to disagree. They um they they played terribly in the um Europa League. But they're winning. They and they lost on the weekend, didn't they? Uh did they? Yeah. To who? And no, they won. Did they? Yeah. Are you yeah sure. Yeah. Oh shit, they did. Yeah. Man, what was I asleep during that match? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, they did. My bad. It's because um, Jack Grealish decided to tell everyone he was injured, and every all of his teammates decided to take him out the FBL teams. That's how. Yeah, he, and that's a injured. that's a good win for them away at, at Villa. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think we'll take it. I, I I'd go two one as well on Thursday, um, and I think Sunday will be tough. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, anything else we want to cover today? I just, to the point, we need to win it with our six points away from um, Europa Spaces, even though Europa Spaces will expand because teams in the top six will win the Cups this season. Um, we, it's a must-win game. No matter what we say, it's a must-win game. We need 
if we want Champions League football, this is the only chance. If we want European football, we still have a small chance. But this yeah. is you the game of the season. You say we're six points off. Realistically, we're eight or nine because Everton and Villa still have games in hand. True. Um, and, we, so, and we will lose against Leicester. If... So I'm looking at it looking at it as we're a net eight, nine points off. Yeah. And with 13 games to go, we're, we need to be gaining a point nearly every game, nearly every other game. It's tough because we've got, we're in a really, really tough bank of fixtures at the moment, right up until sort of game week 31. Um, you know, I can see us going on a bit of a run towards the end of the season, those last seven games. But, you know, we've been playing tough games recently um, and we've got Leicester next, then Burnley, Spurs, West Ham, Liverpool. You know, those are the, tough fixtures. The one I'm least looking forward to is West Ham because that team looks so strong at the moment. Yeah, actually, ha- having, having said all that, Spurs and Liverpool are, are for the taking at the moment. Mm-hmm. It is so frustrating that they are losing every game and we are just matching them. <laughs> yeah. You know, it'd be, oh, so close to overtaking Tottenham. But anyway, there we are. Um, so yeah, I think that'll do it for this podcast. Um, some positives on Thursday. I think I think we did well to stay in the game Sunday. But yeah, big fixture on on Thursday now, isn't it? Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening for listening, and we'll be back on the weekend. Mm-hmm.